This is a moment in wine and hip hop, brought to you by Crew Love, blending wine and hip hop at the highest level. Wine and hip hop, wine and music. Tell me up, bro. Check this out. Oh yeah. You be the life of the party. Wine and hip hop really mirrors the the conversations that we have in my office about wine and music. What's up, y'all? It's your man, Jermaine Showtime Stone, a.k.a. The Wolf of Wine, a.k.a. The Zara Vibes, a.k.a. Young Thanos. I am here with, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I feel very blessed to have this group here with me. I'm here with Layla Schlack and J.C. Williams, a.k.a. J. Likes Beer. You know, and I, I don't know if you guys know, but these two are an item. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I'm, I'm, I didn't mean to put that out there like that. I mean, so yes, we have um, writers and lovers in the building, guys. Thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. Glad to be here. Thanks Great. for having us. <laughs> so you and you're newlyweds. Like, so what was? When did you get married? We got married last month, October nineteenth. Or so I guess that's almost two months ago now. Two months to two the months, day. We did it. Yeah, we, how, <laughs> two how, months ago. How we doing? What's the temperature check Undefeated. like? Good. Undefeated, good. yeah, yeah. So far, so good. Nah. <laughs> I think we made the right call. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the receipt, but yeah. Yo, look, I'm kidding. She, I'm the lucky one. <laughs> That's dope. And you're both writers. Now, how did you guys yeah. meet? Well, we met online, um, and Jay was working as a copy editor. Uh, in the marketing department for a bank, and I was working at Fine Cooking Magazine as an editor, and we have evolved into the booze world together. Yeah, I was already drinking, and now I, I tried to get And now you drink less. <laughs> I drink less for money. <laughs> it's tough, though. Like, how do you, how do you, like, differentiate drinking for leisure and drinking for money <laughs> sounds great i mean this guy gotta figure it out <laughs> but so how do you differentiate like just mentally how do you separate those two i just take a break like you know sometimes your palate needs a break and you just drink yeah i mean sometimes i just drink something i don't care about like mm. there's plenty i drink that it's just like this is fine i don't have to think too hard about it um, for me, it also helps if I'm drinking at home. Like, <laughs> it's, it changes the atmosphere a little. But I do, obviously I bring home bottles sometimes that I'm excited about and I want to geek out about. Um, yeah, just mm. every now and then throw in like a PBR, you know. Or <laughs> right. I'm not going to name any wine brands, but we know those wine brands <laughs> yes. that you can just kind of toss back and not think too much about. Exactly. Yeah. No. I feel, I'm I'm there. I, I like to not think when I drink. When I get home, it's like I'm sorry. I can barely have a conversation with you. <laughs> like my phone rings a hundred times a day. It's it's, yeah. it's a lot. I was I was just so excited about this show, man, because we um we're, we're mixing it up a little bit. Uh, now I chose a song which Jay uh, paired a beer with, and um, Jay and Layla chose a song that I paired a wine with. So this is this is mixed up, man. It's like wine, hip hop, beer. Yeah. A lot of hip hop though. And it is also this might be like and I don't know, T, you tell me. I think this is like our our gulliest show ever. <laughs> <laughs> this just just because of the music choices. I mean Being a little curtsy here. I mean <laughs> <laughs> the music choices on this episode. So we went with um <laughs> I'm, 
excited. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm proud to just, like, even if I was, if this wasn't my show, if I wasn't hosting, I'd be proud <laughs> to be in the room to be a part of what's happening here because this is groundbreaking. As far as pairings go, we have um, Overdose by Conway. I selected Overdose by Conway. My nigga, you lost your back. Silence and screw off the tech. Hollow test blew off and chew off your flesh. Coke turn your nose red like Rudolph the best. Fuck your bulletproof vest. Get it blew off your chest, nigga. And um, you guys want to tell me about your pick? Yeah, ours is Keep It Thorough. <laughs> hey, yo, I break bread, ribs, $100 bills. Pill on the cotties, another four wheels. Write a book full of medicine and generate mills. Tore the album, only for more sales. We used to catch those on the block with crills. Now it's paid shows, promoters post up bills. Sign deals only if the math is real. If we can't match numbers, then you can't have the head nigga in charge of shit. <laughs> you, want the, you want the whole story about the... Keep- so Keep it well. Wait. Well, first we gotta go wine spirit animals. We gotta uh, let. Okay. We have to uh, introduce the people to you. You know. Now, if you could choose a wine spirit animal, right? So you, you uh, what rapper defines you? Wh- who do you connect with spirit wise? It tells people a lot about yeah. you. You know. So I want to say something cool, like Cameron, Sean Price, Faramunch, but. Uh, I'm just gonna. I think I'm too humble. I don't know. Too humble to say that. So, uh, do you know the rapper Jean Grey? Well, evening, morning. The dawn hits like a switch flicked on. Clicked it this morning is different. Can't fall. Still switching positions and bend yawn. Can't fall. Itchy triggers egging me on. Cause the world is waking, you can't slumber in. Sleep when the pearly gates open and you're tumbling. Feet on the floor, stumbling, detour around a decor, fumbling, reach for keys, dog. Peace, y'all. Yeah. Jean Grey. <laughs> wow. Damn. That's Damn. You went You went out. You went left yeah, field. because uh, I've been a big fan of hers forever. I don't think she really still raps anymore, but she's like super she's sarcastic. She's still around. Yeah. She's super creative. She does like comedy now and she has like, she's done audio books, which are all hilarious. And yeah, I think she's the best. So wow, I feel a kinship with our senses of humor and, you know, <laughs> the way we see the world. Got you. Got you. How about you, Layla? Uh, I've wrestled with this because, to Jay's point, it feels like a big choice mm. for me personally. But I'm gonna go Jada Kiss. <laughs> you I'm dead wrong. You wanna live? I can't let you. Uh-huh. You at full speed? I'm walking. I still catch you, yeah. Mr. Voyeurs. Good looking. I destroy these. These niggas ain't bosses. They workers and employees. Wow, <laughs> Jada Kiss. <laughs> Did I not just, see there's it coming. There's like a playfulness there. There's like this, you know, th- there's like a lot of imagery and weaving that in with like these really heavy, serious thoughts. There's, the, I love the laugh. I've got this little, huh, <laughs> that I do. So that's like my little mini you gotta Jada laugh. Going. Yeah, got you, yeah. got you, got you. Um, <laughs> I ask why a lot. I'm a journalist, you know, like it just all lines up. Yeah. So keep it thorough. I and I was allowed to tap into my gangster music side because they set <laughs> the, the stage. The you guys <laughs> set the stage for me. So why keep it thorough? So when I proposed the night before, <laughs> I had gone to a party and my friend's uh, husband. My f- husband works for Sony, I believe. So he had all these promo singles. And so he's like, oh, you like hip-hop. Do you want to, like, go downstairs and, like, go through him? He's like, he's a rock dude, so, you know, he doesn't realize. So I'm like... <laughs> and there was, like, a uh, the Keep It Thorough picture disc. Yeah. And I was like, you have a Keep It Thorough picture disc? It's like, <laughs> this. I basically took all the hip-hop records. But uh, so I used that. And I'd been planning to propose for a while. So, like, 
the next day she's getting ready and I come out like, oh, look, I got to keep it through a picture disc. And then also, do you want to marry me? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to throw her off a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah, that, that it worked. Plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, honestly, you did say yes because of the keep it thorough. Yeah, well. Like, Prodigy's got kind of, like, a history in our relationship. Like, I don't know how this came about, but um, just that, like, we knew we both liked him. And I just remember, like, early on when we were dating, you telling me about the Respect My Trend setting rant by Prodigy (laughs) that I didn't know about. And I was like, I've been listening to Prodigy since I was, like, a teenager. Like, how did I miss this? But so it's just, yeah, it's just, like, a a running joke between us. Talk to me about the Respect My Trend setting rant. It was... Uh, 2000, it was mid-2000s, it was when he was locked up upstate, uh, Joe Budden might have made a list of rappers that he thought were the best, and like, this is like heavy mixtape Joe Budden, not like post-pump-it-up Joe Budden, and, uh, (laughs) so he writes this like, I don't know, 40-point list of like things, like Trenzi has started, like, you know, Hennessy on football I wore Averex first, (laughs) yeah, all of that. Bars that didn't actually rhyme, you know, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. Prodigy so did start bars that didn't actually <laughs> rhyme. Get the hell out. Wow, that's, that's like a thing now. You got guys like Currencies doing that yeah. a lot. I get shit about liking guys that don't rhyme. I, I don't know. I can't get with Blueface, though. I haven't really. I don't even know. It's, yeah, I listen yeah. to it once. I was like, ooh. <laughs> it's for the youth. <laughs> we have a friend who's, like, in her mid to late 20s, and she's into hip-hop. So, like, I'm just like, I listen to what she, like. I, you know, <laughs> whatever she tells me Whatever she tells me, to. She's like, she's good. She likes Freddie Gibbs a lot, so I'm glad she, like, put yeah. me onto him. But Shut up, Maxine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she'll listen to this. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so then, um, so then we, after, at the end of our wedding ceremony, we walked out to keep it thorough. Uh, Jay. <laughs> it was actually shook once. Oh, it was shook once. You're right. But, but You're I, right. I, but I you had import, keep had, it thorough lyrics in your bag. Yeah, I said I had to break bread. Ribs. hundred dollar bills. <laughs> yeah. Once I stopped crying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you got me, man. <laughs> so I was, <laughs> we didn't put this on the podcast, but I was talking earlier about how I used um, lines from uh, Big Boy's verse in Spodioti Dope Delicious Angel. And I thought I, I I thought I pushed it, but that, you got that. Yeah, I don't know. I was a little overboard, but it, the whole thing was a spectacle. I've never been such a cool. I had already dropped an F-bomb in my vows, yeah. so I feel like that yeah, kind of that paved the way. Like, like two more. <laughs> so the stage was set. Yeah. yeah. Stage was set. Damn, yeah. that's that's cool. Um, wow, I'm I'm so impressed. And you walked out to keep it thorough. So, sorry, shook ones. Yeah. So yeah. shook ones. So yeah, shook yeah ones. it's yeah. all important to me. I don't remember anything. So yeah. why why shook ones? Again, prodigy. Yeah. He was just. Yes. Yeah. He was with us that day. (laughs) (laughs) Prodigy's verse in Shook Ones, I think, goes down as. Yeah. It might be top five. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, top five hip hop verses of all time. Yeah. You're minor. We major. You all up in the game and don't deserve to be a player. Don't make me have to call your name out. You cool as featherweight. My gunshots will make you levitate. I'm only 19, but my mind is older. When the things get for real, my warm heart turns cold. Take these words home and think it through. At the end of the verse, yeah. at the end of the verse, take these words home and think it through. Like, you can feel him putting his right. hand on your shoulder softly, like, take these words home, or the next rhyme I write might be about you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
it's a word I get stirred, but he's he's pretty serious about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Prodigy was a slept on artist. Like just his style was so abstract. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I really did not realize he originated rapping off beat. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> I didn't get it. So um, top fives because you guys are clearly like a hip hop couple. I feel like hip hop really. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a, a big part of our thread. Yeah, together. it's like food and hip hop. Yeah, yeah. food well, and hip hop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all you need, pretty much. Pretty much, right? <laughs> and wine, and yeah, wine, yeah, sure. something and to wash beer. it down. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> Can't, water sometimes too. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Do you want no. to go first with your top five? Who you got for top five? Oh, wait, what is the top five? What top five? Oh. Wow. Don't All right. want to overly nerd out. So I keep top five albums? Nah, nah. See, you know what? I want you to nerd out. I want you to nerd all the way out here. Oh, man. This is going to be embarrassing. Okay. Nah. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'll do albums, and then you can go, because I don't want to, okay. like, take all up right. too much time, because we're both here. Anyway. Um, <laughs> top five. Uh, Tribe Called Quest, The Low End Theory, uh, Enter the Wu-Tang. Mm. You know what? There are no wrong answers. I know, but like I've this is my top five of now. Uh, NWA straight out of Compton, Company Flow, Fun Crusher Plus, and Prince. Whatever it was, one of our oh yeah, Prince Paul, uh, Prince Among Thieves. Mm, Prince, I haven't heard that one in a minute. That's one of my favorites. Damn. How, how about you, Layla? Mine's going to sound so obvious compared to his. So it's not. <laughs> look, mine's might sound obvious <laughs> compared right? to his. Like shit, he he really went deep. <laughs> uh, so, Reasonable Doubt by Jay-Z, Ready to Die by Biggie, um, The Infamous, Mob Deep. Mm. Um, I'm going to throw in Very Necessary by salt and Peppa. It was very formative for me. I, I, feel, I, I had a salt and Peppa single. Yeah. I did. I might have had an album, actually. And then for my fifth, I, it's between AT Aliens and Southern Cadillac, Cadillac playlist, blah, mm. blah, blah. But probably AT Aliens. Yeah, I think AT Aliens. Yeah. That's a... Damn good five. <laughs> well, thank that's you. Strong. I was surprised. I wasn't expecting Outkast, but that's a that's a and it's very well rounded. You got some South. It's a lot of New York. It's yeah. a lot of like, See, like you can early tell to where mid nineties. You can New tell York. where I'm from. Yeah. In my mind, it's right. well rounded. But somebody <laughs> somebody on the West Coast listens to this like where. <laughs> Brooklyn and Queens. <laughs> like, <laughs> got a couple different boats. Yeah. Even Staten Island. You know, yeah. we yeah. talked about yeah. it. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, but I, I think that hip hop is um, hip hop brings people together, man. Because like, it's a conversational piece. You know, you mm-hmm. you want to share things that you like with people the same way that you do with wine, and yeah, it's a big part of my household. Also, so talk to me about beer, Jay. Like, where? How? How did? How did Jay likes? Why does Jay like beer? And we're gonna. <laughs> we're also gonna. You know, we should talk about what we're drinking here. I, um. So I paired um, Keep It Thorough with a Neport uh, Colheita 97, some port wine. Yeah. Um, and it's it really, <laughs> it's really because, you know, you got the um, Duro River Valley in Portugal. So keeping it thorough, well, oh. we're going to keep it Duro. <laughs> I like that. I like it. Yeah, yeah, right. You know what? It might it might be popping up online by the time this episode Get Cha goes McCoy up. to wear it on her Instagram. You'll say, you know, Chaya. Yeah. Shout exactly. out to Cha. That would be dope. Yeah, keep it Daryl. That is, um, yeah. So that that's why I went with the port, and then also uh, 
you know, port in the hood is just a, a staple. And like when I, I have some strong ties in Queensbridge, and when I used to hang out there, guys used to drink like Taylor Port, mm-hmm. and um, you know, we all know the the affectionate name of Grape Henny in the streets. But um, when I was introduced to Port, you know, I was introduced to Port uh, this way. I didn't like. I heard. Taylor Port, I didn't, like, think about it as wine. I just right. thought dudes were running around drinking, like, hooch. Right. But <laughs> that's just the honest truth, you know? Like, I'm just keeping it up. And um, when I got in the auction industry, you know, I was introduced to Port, not knowing that this was the exact the same, same thing. thing. And Port... Every time we, we sold port, it was always, like, crazy old. And, you know, I learned about how it aged so well. And um, it was made for aging and everything. And it, it was just sad to me to realize, like, all those dudes out in the streets drinking Grape Henny right. <laughs> don't realize that there are, like, fine wines that, you know, embody all the same essence. So I felt like that era, Keep It Thorough, like, when I was listening to that, when I was keeping it thorough... Um, port was a part of my life and I didn't even know it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so I felt like this was something good to share yeah. here. Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how about you? What, where'd you go with the beer? So, oh, my voice is cracking. Uh, so, you gave me Overdose by Conway the Machine. Conway the Machine. And I like the song. Beautiful like, record. Beautiful record. I listened to it about, you know, 20 times over the last two days. And uh, so I really like the smooth, like, Alchemist beats like super. I think it's Alchemist. Isn't yeah, it? it's super low key. Both Alchemist beats. Yeah, yeah. Alchemist bringing us all together, uh, making gold. Right? I, I'm telling hey. you. <laughs> uh, so it was smooth. Like the beats, really smooth and like low key. You know, was, but then you know, obviously the Conway lyrics are a little aggressive. Couple gunshots. Bold, in there. strong. <laughs> or is, it, is it Conway or is it Westside? Conway. Okay. Yep. Uh, and so it's like, so with this, it's a 2018 Parabola. It's an imperial, barrel-aged imperial stout. So you get the smoothness of the bourbon uh, from the barrel-aging. And then, so it's smooth, kind of like the beat. But then you there's also the boldness of an imperial stout, like strong, bitter flavors. But there's not too bitter, but there's also the complexity of, like, notes of, like, coconut, vanilla, and, like, all these other things. So I feel like even with uh, Conway's, aggressive content they're still like there are layers and like you know little inside jokes inside of it. it's not just shoot you shoot your mom shoot your dog's mom whatever. yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's what really stood out um to me about that song like yeah the content's rough yeah <laughs> but that's beautiful writing yeah when you really take a step back and this this is gonna sound crazy but like what what how does he start the record what do you say Spray the wet while it's sitting in park. Bullet hit his heart, shit is getting dark. And the shooter didn't give it no thought. He just put a clip in his spark on foot, dipping the park. He just describes such a perfect scene. Like, that's a movie. Right. You yeah. know? But you just got to look at it the same way you look at um, the uh, the Irishman. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's shorter, thankfully. Yeah. I wasn't mad at the Irishman, I got to say. It was very long, but I liked it. I I liked it, but, you know, I didn't like the, my issue was the whole Robert De Niro being, like, the kid, and you're like, yeah, the kid is a 55-year-old man. Right. (laughs) He did call him, you know what, when I, (laughs) 
you're right because when he um when he beat up the the guy that pushed his daughter yeah he like he wasn't quite right like he, right. he couldn't really throw a punch that well right. i'm like this old man just did yeah. all this shit you know, going in, performing yeah. Yeah, these, up. like, yeah. Navy SEAL-type hits. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did think about that, but it's, like, it's De Niro, so right. you're not yeah. surprised. Right. He, you, he probably could do it, honestly. Yeah, I wouldn't just Knowing him. <laughs> yeah. So we're going we're gonna to try this wine. We're going to listen to the songs. We're also going to try the beer. I, I, need to, I need to understand the beer world a little bit more. Um I miss a lot, so I'm hoping that I can walk away a smarter man, a better man. <laughs> I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> I'm learning from you. Yeah. All right, so cool. So we're going to throw on some music. We're going to throw on some Keep It Thorough. We're going to throw on some Overdose. If you have not heard it, please check it out. Peace. Hit him in his chest when my gun burst. Fuck what you did in the streets, bet I done worse. If it ain't about a dollar, I don't converse. Shooter got bloodthirst, stabbed in my back, so much love hurts. I'm proud of your target, just for the way we keep winning, like me and Benny Scotty and Jordan. And I'm highly regarded as one of the hottest who recorded. And I didn't jot it, I thought it. Nigga, why is you talking? You knew a few shooters, but you was probably extorted. Pussy. And I'm probably the hardest. My young boy on parole for a gun, he still got it regardless. Rhymes cocky, crazy ill man rowdy Did a buck off of my shit and rapped your Audi Temperamental, I snap quick, very touchy And yo, my attitude is all fucked up and real shitty I rap like no one out there can fuck with me You feel different, niggas see me I throw a TV at you, crazy We just played a couple joints We had some port Port is some is fortified So it comes <laughs> with some um, comes with some stank on it <laughs> it's slapping. That yeah. thing slaps. It's really cold out, though. Like, yeah. you, you got to go above 12%. When you have it's to. below 30 degrees. I totally. think that's a good that the rule. the 1230 rule? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> From here on out. That's... Now, and I, I have to be honest. I've um, recently been drinking more port. You know, I, this is, so this is, it was like perfect. When you said keep it thorough, I'm like, oh, perfect opportunity to come and do this here with people that would actually think this is interesting. Um, but I feel like this wine, um, you know, it def- definitely has a lot of sweetness on it, yeah. right? But it's not, you know, you it's not a sugar bomb. There's still There's character acidity. here. There's still some complexity yeah. going on, you know. So how would you describe this? I mean, it's got kind of what you'd expect, the oxidized characteristics, like, there's a lot of nuttiness to it and some toffee, um, but but there is some acidity and there's like a a little bit of a bitterness that I can't quite place. That again, to your point, keeps it from getting too too sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, like cleans it off on the. Yeah, top. it's it's really nice. Like yeah, because some ports are too sugary or too boozy. This one, yeah. it's hot, but it again, it kind of works in tandem with everything yeah. else going on. It, <laughs> it just like warms you up. It's good. <laughs> right. Um, and like a ninety-seven is, um, you know, I think right in that it's good in the middle sweet age. Spot. Yeah, I mean, know? it could go for well, port. It could go for another hundred years. Yeah. Fine. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's at a good age because it is still a little bit like lively and playful. And, yeah. Yeah. No, it bugged me out like just port overall because again, like <clears throat> you know, looking at the bottles, you know, when I look at port old because. Most of the port wines that I dealt with were the super old shit. You're, yeah. you're seeing things from like 1920, 1930. Like 
and when something like that comes out, you start to pay a little bit more attention. Got the nails all over the box. You might need a tetanus shot yeah. after. You probably should get one. Uh, I've had several. Uh, <laughs> but, no, you know, port was interesting in that in that regard. And then I tasted it, and I, it was just something completely different. It's also interesting because, like, I know a, a trend right now is, is – serving younger ports like even if they're vintage ports it's like you know five-year-old ports which in that world is a baby baby and it's a totally different experience but they're still good like it's it's a really good way to get a sense of like the entire life cycle of a fortified wine because yeah you can have it at five years and it's good and you can have it at 100 years and it's if it's been stored properly yeah yeah exactly (laughs) that's why all right so now let's get into this beer i'm i'm gonna dump here so I'm, uh, what do I need to understand about the the rise of people actually knowing about beer? It's a very good question. Mm. <laughs> I wish I'd studied for this part. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of them don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's brought it about. Like, I feel like it just got. When do you think that that like trend? Oh, hit. when did the trend hit? Yeah. I think the trend hit probably, it got a little crazy like the last five years. I got into it like 2007-ish. I started homebrewing. My, my friend was a homebrewer. So I was like, oh, that was great. I should try that. Because I wasn't into beer really. So I tried, like he brought some kind of Belgian wick clone that he had made. So I tried that. And he's like, oh, it's easy to do. Like, I'll show you to do it. So I did it. I started brewing. And then I moved and didn't have a big kitchen anymore. But then I still kept drinking. And... Uh, so to get more familiar with different styles, I would just go to the uh, the liquor store and go to the imports aisle and like grab some random German beer, Schwartz <laughs> beer, Eisbach, you know, stuff like that, and just kind of experimenting from there and like reading and just sampling different things and you know, and then but the last five years with like the New England IPA craze and pastry stouts, uh, mm-hmm. it's gotten a little wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, so I drink. I'm gonna be honest with you again. I don't drink a ton of beer. This is I like Red Stripe and Heineken. You can tell where my family's from. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yes, I get, I get this. Um, now, I, I, I got to say, though, I've also liked um, like sour beer. Okay, yeah. I've really yeah. gotten into that. Um, I, I feel like the, sour, like the sour bridge, from going from sours to like white wine yeah. is kind of, it's not a huge leap. You know, you're kind of getting the same. Yeah. Especially all the fruited sours. Like, right. there's some familiar stuff in there. And there's some more gentle sours that are, like, more, like, fruit punchy, but then they're, like, the hardcore, like, yeah, they got, they, they'll punch you in the face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Would we say it's a wine or beer household? Or is it split? It's both. <laughs> I drink everything. Jay mm. mostly drinks beer. Yeah. Um, because we now. also, like, because I also love spirits and I, my favorite is like the kind of aromatized liqueur and wine, or like vermouth and amaro, and mm. those. That family is is kind of where my heart is. But I drink everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, probably more of a beer household. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I think it's an even split. But okay. So we got to try this this um, this beer now, and help me get to where I need to be with. You know, bragging to all my hipster friends so, in Williamsburg. This is a parabola. It's from Firestone Walker out in uh, California. 
it's a bourbon barrel stout. Wanna... Oh, thank you. So they also like ages in like wine barrels, also like yeah, they yeah. all sorts bourbon. of barrels: rum, apple brandy, whiskey, etc. There aren't a lot of rules in like outside of Germany. There aren't a lot of rules in beer. I mean, right. I guess it's like New World wines. You yeah, can I think kind that's of, kind of do what you want. Differences between beer and wine is that there are a lot of hard rules. It feels like I feel like wine is jazz and beer is hip hop. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of just making up the rules as we go along, mm. and then older generations looking down at newer generations like that's not beer, <laughs> and they're like, "Shut up, old man." And, but like, wine always feels like it's hard, not hard fast rules, but that's more like a, a structured, yeah, I guess list of rules. And, what that you do and what that you AOC is a motherfucker. <laughs> 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 it's time. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. I'm going to attempt the tasting note. Light on me. All right. So I get the vanilla, right? Um, let's see. I get like a coffee kind of yep. uh, flavor. See, I don't know if I'm smelling remnants of other things, though, mm-hmm. like from the glass, you know? Just shoot. So should I act, oh, is there, like, is tasting beer the same as tasting wine, like, smell, say? Pretty much, that? yeah, it is. If you take oh, take it uh, take it to the next level, like, people will hold it up to the light and, you yeah. know, the aroma, mm-hmm. they can talk about the body. Do the whole, put it against the white yeah. background thing. Yeah. Oh, usually people just do the light thing. That's, like, the big thing I've seen people do. Because like, oh, the that's big a- thing is if it's cloudy or not, is that? Also, yeah, clarity, depending on the style. Because now there are cloudy styles. Well, there are cloudy. Oh, I've been always cloudy styles, but now there are more cloudy styles, which is mm-hmm. part of the arguments that happen online and in the real world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, how did you guys get it? So, how did you get into writing, Layla? Oh God, uh, I've always written. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like both my parents are writers, um, and yeah, when I was a kid, I started writing. My dad worked in publishing, in in business to business magazines for various technology industries. So from a young age, you know, I'd go to work with him. I saw what it was like to make a magazine. Um, So I knew I wanted to write, and I kind of seeing what he did, I was like, oh, well, that's cool, because you get to, like, work with design and and kind of decide how your stories are going to look, too. And, like, there's all these different ways you get to work with writing. Mm -hmm. Um, And you get to hold a magazine in your hands when it's all done, and other types of writing, like, you might or might not ever publish a book you know it's a different um so I knew pretty early that that's what I wanted to do as I've been doing it for a while now (laughs) um I've definitely how long have you been writing my my first magazine job was 2007 wow so it's been a while and I've always been both an editor and a writer I would say in the last year or two, I've written a lot more than I have at any point in my career, but I've also started feeling a lot more like an editor than a writer. Like, that <laughs> right. balance has shifted to, like, no, I'm an editor. But, um, but you know, it's like anything else. I know people in the industry, and it's kind of, you know, who sometimes say, like, hey, do you want to pitch me a story? And I'm like, all right. And, <laughs> and at Wine Enthusiast, I know what the magazine needs, you know, if, if there's a story that we need. I'm the person who knows best what it has to look like. Right. So if we don't have a pitch that lines up with a hole I need to fill and I don't have a lot of time or a lot of budget, it makes sense for me to write it. Um, 
And and often it's, it's a category or a topic within our world that I am interested in and know right. about and care about. I'm not shooting into the dark. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I've gotten a lot faster and better at writing, but I, I think of myself much more as an editor at this point. I'm such a slow writer. I'm <laughs> such a slow writer. I, 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 I like, I enjoy writing. Yeah. You know, I used to write music when I was younger, but I'm very slow. If it's something for myself, I've got this novel that I've like stopped and started a hundred times and started over, then I'm very slow because it's very personal and it's very hard to turn off the editor part of my brain and just mm. like let it flow. But if it's if it's for wine enthusiast or another publication, I just kind of know what I want to say when I sit down to write it. Yeah. Like so how do you, so how would you um how would you describe the difference between an editor and a writer for people that don't know that world that well? Um I would say editors are much more about logistics and organization. I mean, even in how, so my day-to-day job involves a lot of planning and scheduling and, you know, coordinating with the art department and the photo department and the digital department. Um, But even when I am sitting down to edit a story, it's a lot more about the organization of the story and which pieces of information go where and, and what makes sense where writing is a lot more creative and yeah. a lot more artistic yeah. yeah I feel like writing the the difficulty in writing for me has been to stop thinking mm-hmm. I feel like when you stop thinking it all comes out right you but already know it it's, yeah. it's like right there up front yeah so what what tips would you give like young writers just do it a lot. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have to be good. Nobody else has to read it. <laughs> but you've, but exactly, that kind of like blocked feeling, the more you do it, the easier it is to just push right through that. And then beyond that, like if someone wants to make it in, in the type of world that I'm in and like magazines and, you know, digital publications, um, I have mixed feelings about this, but I do think it's helpful, at least when you're starting out, to find a niche and and to make yourself an expert in something. And and then once you have some clips and you know some people, it's a lot easier to branch out. Um, but yeah, no, just do it yeah. <laughs> just as much as you can. I would I would love your um, your expert opinion on how to get over writer's block. I don't have one. I, <laughs> See, he, he's laughing yeah. because he knows how much I slow the train up because of my la- my writer's block. <laughs> asking for a friend, though. Right, of course, yeah. No, I mean, there's not one. Like, it's, <laughs> it's at some point, for me at least, like, I, I push my deadline. I don't, I'm not late, hardly ever, but I'm working right up until my deadline. And, um... And it's just when it gets to that point, it's like I'm going to be more of a mess. I'm going to be more anxious and more upset and have a more difficult time right now if I don't just get something written. Mm. Um, and, and I can fix it once it's on the page or my editor can fix it once it's on the page. But, like, it's like, yeah, it's like I just have to get it done. There's yeah. no alternative. You know, it's like when you run out of clean underwear, like, you don't feel like <laughs> doing laundry. But, like, you got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Was so there was a lot of ways we could have ended that sentence. I was just I was sitting back like, where are we going? Where are we going? <laughs> but I like where where. How about you, Jay? How do you get over writer's block? That's a great question. I'll let you know. No. Uh, <laughs> I'll let you know when I get over yeah. it. 
Uh, I don't know, because I usually just, uh, I panic, and then I freak out. <laughs> and then Layla just says, just just go do it. Just Like she said, just, you know, push it out or whatever. <laughs> There's a better way to say that, but I didn't um, You know, yeah, you just got to do it. But, like, I, I'm an overthinker, and I'm always in my own head, so. Yeah. Shout out to the overthinkers that are always in their own heads. <laughs> I, I feel you, man. I feel your pain. <laughs> oh man um no I, I i gotta say so wine uh wine enthusiast has gone through some changes you guys yeah. kind of like did a little shake up yeah you know yeah. is it is a shake up it was a legit a little shake bit. Up. yeah i mean so emily started she was the only new person to come in amid all of that um but we did yeah so i mean we it's the first time that i think that we've had one person kind of overseeing uh, print and digital, the same person, mm. the day-to-day, like, it's certainly, so, you know, Emily and I are kind of peers, and I'm on print, and she's on digital. Emily Saladino, formerly of Vine Pair, who was on recently. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot more communication between our two departments That's than there so has cool. been in the past, and, and she and I have very similar ideas about the types <laughs> of things we want to be doing, so it's a lot of fun. I think that, I mean, I'm so excited for you guys and, like, what is in store because you really are, like, the best in the industry in so many people's eyes. Um, You know, I'm not just speaking for myself. I speak to, you know, shout out to my Wine Avengers. You know, we talk Mm -hmm. about this stuff, and I really feel like um, you guys are doing a lot to bring the stories that matter out. And it's doing a lot to just open the wine industry up, change the wine industry, change the perception of the wine industry. And, um, you know, what I always try to focus on is developing a strong American wine culture. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like America doesn't really have a wine culture. Yeah. And the more we, like, you know, Napa's doing their thing. Like, look at what happened, you know, like, and and how Napa changed things, um, I feel like we have the opportunity to build on that and continue to establish some standards and a way of doing things. Yeah, it's a really interesting time to be in wine. Like, there was an article today that someone shared from Boston Magazine, and it was about um, winemaking in New England. And it's just like, it's a totally, I mean, it's a lot of hybrid grapes and a lot of co-ferments with apples and like yeah. the super natty, crunchy, cloudy, that kind of stuff. But um, but that's part of it. That's part of developing an American wine culture is that we'll have these like stark regional variations, you know? Exactly. Um, yeah. If everyone's imitating Napa, it means that we're not doing it, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, also now you have the... Um, generational knowledge Mm -hmm. is being passed down you know not like granddad fucking around (laughs) with the grapes in the backyard you know he he got it right and his son was watching him and it's now uh things are changing yeah so you know it really is an exciting time to be in wine yeah um but you guys are really doing a lot to push that forward i i Hope that you do know that. Oh, well, thank um, you. We're, we're trying. Yeah, y'all got, I, I saw that, and I'm like, damn, we got the Golden State Warriors of, like, why? <laughs> 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 it was like LeBron, like, they yeah. all teamed up. It, it's just, it got scary. Super when, team, when, yeah. You know, when I, when I saw that. So I don't know what everyone else is going to do, but, you know. 
R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all love. It's all yeah. Love. Um, so this beer is very good. Now, would you consider this? Um, uh, oh my gosh, uh, like a stout? Oh, it's a stout. Okay, so generally stouts. This is like a lighter stout. No, it's an imperial no. stout. So this is, I think, twelve point seven percent. Oh no! Well, I mean, as far as like, it, I feel like it sits with me differently than a lot of other stouts. It's like, not like weedy, like you, it's not heavy. It's yeah, it doesn't feel like it's heavy. It's not creamy like like a Guinness. Yeah, they have yeah. different yeah. body yeah. styles. Like yeah. you, know, you can have one that's you know a little thinner in body than they have like ones that you're pouring like fudge. Right. <laughs> a lot of them are made with oats, <laughs> exactly. so that adds a lot of creaminess. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. No, this is really nice. I have to say, uh, uh, yeah, because. Um, when I first tasted it, I'm like, I, I got a little concerned, like, oh, wow, this is a stout. But it's not, um, the flavors aren't so concentrated. Right, you know, yeah. It's, it's, it's spread out and very palatable. Yeah. Smooth but aggressive. <laughs> Just <Okay>. like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yo, it, so it, it's funny that we both picked um, Alchemist Beats. Yeah. You know? Well, I came after you guys, so <laughs> I did... Uh, the but were you thinking about that, or were you just like... You know, I play Overdose, like, <laughs> 20 times a day. I'm not... It, it's it's that song where yeah. I'm like, what do I listen to? Ah, Overdose. It's... The lyrics are just so good. Beginning to end, it's just so good. And, like, Conway, you know, for what he went through to be that good, like... And his delivery is also interesting. So, for those of you that uh, are listening that aren't familiar with uh, the great rapper Conway the Machine, he was shot in the back of the head, and uh, half of his face is paralyzed. Uh, so he has Bell Palsy, and just speaking with through half of your face yeah. is difficult. But this guy's delivering some of the most beautiful lines recited in 2019. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan, so I, I was excited that we had an opportunity to get this gully on this episode. <laughs> so this is, I, I think, and T, you tell me, man. I think this is the most gangster episode to date. Yeah, we're like teetering. Yeah. There was there was tragedy, Gaddafi, and and then oh, this. Yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> tragedy is also a friend of the show. We did that show oh, yeah. actually in Queensbridge Projects. Yeah. Wow. Well, across the street at this Still. restaurant, Zoe's. Still was on point, though. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. There was like, there was a bike tire. So at a certain point, uh, we were hanging out before the show, and we chilling like in front of the, the restaurant, and somebody was rode up on a bike tire, and the bike tire just so happened to pop while we were out there, <laughs> and we had our little NYU intern <laughs> David yeah. with us. Oh. <laughs> It was bad day to be like yeah. first of all on your internship with dragging you to Queensbridge Projects to go do a, a podcast. Yeah, that was the, yeah, it was like one more he came to one more podcast and he was like, I don't know. I, I, look, everybody it, it, everybody can't hang. I would have loved that when I was like a college intern, you know, right? I'm like, like, come on, look. this is this is a good story. If nothing else, like I'm gonna go to my interview for my next big job, and I'm gonna talk about and this. Also, exactly, hip hop legend tragedy. Right, tragedy. <laughs> you know, you did lure him in with the wine part. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that that was that was such a fun show because it's like chilling and, and tragedy was really into the wine. So, mm. like he's uh, we we're gonna do some other stuff together. But his AKA is from the show um, Young Von Danger. And based on what we drank that night. <laughs> yeah, I like it. But, yo, wine is interesting, man. It takes you all different places. Like, um, we went to Complex Con. We were hanging out with Noriega. Noriega's on the wine. Like, that's all he wanted to drink. And so many rappers nowadays, yeah, E-40, same thing. Um, uh, yeah. You know, and he has his wine brand that he's had for a while. Yeah. But E40's considered the wine and hip hop goat. You know, he'll, spoiler alert, he's winning the wine and hip hop goat awards <laughs> this year. Spoiler but you're alert. like right there. I'm trying, you <laughs> know. Like right I, you know what? I'm I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm a reporter. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just trying to show people what's going on yeah. and uplift the culture as much right. as possible. But I think that, you know, what we do helps people see each other. You know, that's the. That's what it all boils down to. Wine is a hobby, yeah. just like music is a hobby. And it's the sort of thing that you like to sit down and talk about and share ideas. And the same way that, you know, you might talk to me about who your wine spirit animal, your rap spirit animal is. And that helps me understand you a little bit more. You know, we can do that with a lot of other things. So what's your wine spirit animal? Like if you oh, had shit. to pick a wine, that's that's you. That's you in a bottle. Mm. Um, hmm. Let's see. Damn, where would I go? It would be Azura Trousseau, I think. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, because it's a little nutty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a it's a it's a little. Um, obscure, mm-hmm. you know, and you wouldn't think that, though. You know, you look, uh, it seems pretty simple, but yeah. there's a lot more under the hood than most people realize. So I think I go with the Georgia, so. And um, it's just delicious. I think it's a great representation of wine. There's a lot of character there. Mm-hmm. I don't like, when I was coming up, I'd, um, this is so bad. Like, I started in wine when I was 20. So, you know, turn 21, you start drinking. Right. And, I mean, whatever. You start drinking when you start drinking. But I was drinking, <laughs> like, 80s Bordeaux, early 90s Bordeaux and stuff like that. So, yeah. in my mind, it just tasted like wine. Yeah. I right. didn't appreciate it. Um, so, you know, as my as time went on and my palate developed... It just, you know, that opened things up for me. But um, I don't want something that just tastes like wine. Right. At that point, I want to I want to drink. I, I For wine to be representative of me, it needed to be something that if I drank that when I was 21, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would have stood out to me. And yeah. I, I wouldn't have looked at it as just wine. I think um, a lot of Jura Trousseau's really capture that. See, look, it, this is, this isn't about me though, guys. Uh, um, Journalist, yeah. <laughs> always. But what's next for you guys? What what should we be looking out for? Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like yeah. we're kind of like gonna coast for a little bit. We yeah. had we had a big year this year. Yeah, a lot happened the last like the last quarter. Was right. Like, yeah. A lot. A lot. Like, um, <laughs> 
So, I mean, yeah, wine enthusiasts, we've got our advocacy issue coming out in March, which we're really excited about. Um, we've got our wine and pop culture issue coming out in May. Wow. Um, so we've got a big, a big first half of 2020. Um, and it's been like an interesting time in wine and pop culture. Yes. Like wine is now popular culture. Right. And, you know, it's to, like right, right there. And tequila, like every celebrity came out with a tequila in the last year. And they did well, too. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, How is it possible for that many tequila brands to do that well? That's the same question. I, will, like, <laughs> I mean, I think at this point a lot of people are buying because they like the celebrity associated with the brand. But tequila is a lot of small houses. It's it's a lot like craft beer in that it's a lot of small houses getting bought up by big conglomerates. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they're kind of leaving them alone to do their own thing. But now they have distribution. Um, but I think... In the region, it's been for a long time, like, you just have your neighborhood tequila that you drink. You know, it's like in Italy, like, you just have your wine from down the street that you drank. Like, Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that's – but but the celebrities found out about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, they got in there. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting because, you know – Every marketing is so expensive mm-hmm. and it's difficult to organically capture someone's attention. And like they're already paying attention to celebrities right. anyway. But but still, you know, it's 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 um I think that wine and spirits and beer now also I've I've noticed like Desus and Mero have a beer they line. They have a beer, that, yeah. That's out. Um, Run the Jewels has a beer. Yep. Devin the Dude made a beer. Devin the Dude made a beer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Young Dirty Bastard has oh, a yeah. beer. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting about that. Um, yeah. No, Myself. I mean, <laughs> what what do you think about that? How, how do you feel? I think it's good because you're going to bring beer to people who normally would just stick with, as you said, drinking Heineken, drinking Red Stripe, drinking Bud, Pabst, whatever. Mm-hmm. So bring more people in kind of change what is mostly a homogenous culture in beer uh, and uh, hopefully people get into it. Unlike wine though, where you have like rappers that always dropping a wide bar. Yeah, yeah. Beer lines that are, that <laughs> Do you like, think it's possible? I mean, there are expensive beers, like there are status beers that are hard oh, to yeah. find and cost a lot of money. Right, but they're not like luxury items. No one's at the club with like, you know, <laughs> yes. a magnum of like Duval of like, you know. Yeah. Even Duval's not like super expensive, but like, you know. But you know what though? But they beer, could be. Beer, I feel like beer is more like when you go to that cool bar. Yeah. You know, you yeah. have that like fly play. They playing like some Buddha bar music and shit. Everybody's in black suits, <laughs> you yeah. know, and they bringing yeah. out. Some cool looking beer in a weird bottle. You know, uh, that's yeah. that's I like, when. I like Coors. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. But I like yeah. Coors marketing, though. They're, what they're doing with their uh, high end version of their beer. Yeah. Like, they're trying to, like, around the holidays and whatnot. Um, I, I probably like, we'll probably put something in there. He'll insert a real commercial there. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Too, yeah. That you guys brought that up. Like, they're trying to raise the bar on. on the consumer's uh, way of thinking about beer, you know, banquet beer is what they call it. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Banquet beer? That's what all the brewers drink. Like, like all the, like, craft brewers, like, when, you know, they all, when uh-huh. they just want to, you know, take a beer, drink a beer that they don't have to think yeah, about, yeah. they'll drink, like, a Coors Banquet or, like, a Miller High Life or something like, you know, mm-hmm. just simple Pilsner. Yeah. That's Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, you know, for someone like me, it's a beer novice. 
where do I start? Like, if I want to get, I, I want to become uh, more aware of the culture. What do you like? I like Red Stripe and Heineken. <laughs> okay, uh, they're a crowd. And, and I like um, sour beers. Okay, there are a lot of craft lagers. How sour do you like your sour though? There's not like, too, there's uh, yeah, not 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 too sour. Uh, I would say try Berliner Weiss if you like sours. Uh, they're like oh, Aragoza. They're a little salty. Uh, I can't. Why am I blanking on how to describe a goza? Uh, yeah, they're salty. They're like light bodied tart salty. Yeah, they're lo- low ABV. They're like three to four percent, and then they make ones with fruit in them, which are a little more expensive because fruit's expensive. Uh, you can start there. Simple uh, Hellas Lager, if you like Red Stripe or uh, Heineken, those are uh, pretty standard. Mm-hmm. Pilsners, if you wanted to start light, because I mean, I don't know how into the dark stuff you are. Well, I'm everywhere, man. You know, if it's good, I'm drinking it. That's how I feel. If you like port, you might like barley wine. Teaser. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, like these, it's funny, like drinking these two side by side, they they complement each other in a way. You oh, know? definitely. And you had no idea what I was bringing. <laughs> and I was um, gonna bring a coat roti, which would not have gone. With oh, this whole so story. tell me what why um, you felt coat roti went. So coat roti for keep it thorough is what I felt because it's like it's that like quiet intensity, you know, it's like the like crunchiness and the smokiness it just it it felt like the song to me Mm, i didn't have a specific bottle in mind but coat roti for me was like what that song felt like yeah yeah no i i get that yeah that is such a um that instrumental that's one of the best instruments yeah all time i gotta say um and then with the conway beat like so conway this song I, i i really hope everyone listening um goes and checks this song out like he switched his flow three times on the record. You know, all of them killed each one. But the record also has no drum beat. Um, there are no drums. It's just... It's fine music. Yeah, it <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like a caper is happening. Uh, <laughs> but I hope you guys check it out. Um, so where, where can everyone find you? I'm on Twitter, Instagram, not really much Facebook, Layla Schlack. I'm the only one on the internet, real easy to find. Boom. <laughs> I am not the only one on the internet whose name is Jay Williams. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Shot of Insolence and at uh, Instagram as J underscore likes underscore beer. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> a little hobby I have. <laughs> well, well, thank you guys for coming thank on. You so thank you so much. I greatly so appreciate fun. you coming on and and putting this on, man. Um, I think that uh, I'm I'm gonna be drinking beer for the rest of the winter now. So, yeah. this has been another episode of Wine and Hip Hop. It's your man Jermaine Showtime Stone, aka the Wolf of Wine, aka Desire Vibes, aka Young Thanos. Just out here collecting Infinity Stones and toasting. (laughs) Peace. (laughs) This was a moment in wine and hip-hop brought to you by Crew Love.